Welcome to the Francisca Show podcast, a part of JewishCoffeehouse.com, the show on where I give a voice to Jewish issues, topics, and people. I'm Francisca, your host. So before we start this episode, I wanted to thank my two aunts, Reese Brody and Dr. Danielle Bloom, for talking to me and helping me figure out what to talk about on the Mechotanam Guide episode, which was last week. And thank you for all your responses. My only thing I'd like to address is that the classic Mechotanam or Mechotan relationship dynamic at its most complicated state, potentially, where the parents are doing so much of the planning, which if you look at the secular world, today, people plan their own weddings, they make decisions where they're going to live and work, and it is very different to marrying off your kids, supporting them, which is why I wanted to address this dynamic. I did not mean to leave out anyone who feels like they don't associate with the yeshivish community and standards this was the deepest way to get a lot of the information from its source. I also want to thank you so much because the No More Silence episode from two weeks ago, the response has been incredible and our guest has been connected to a few people and he is really grateful for being on this platform and for connecting to all of you and hearing from so many of you. So thank you for your feedback, especially for No More Silence episodes. That's how we're all making a difference. It's really beautiful. Today's episode is the other special. It's very light, very unedited. I hope you enjoy it. And of course, before we get started, check out jewishcoffeehouse.com for other awesome podcasts. And let me talk about today's partner, Jamie Havens, who has a sleep consultant certification course that you can take on your own time. It takes about four to six weeks to complete. This course is fantastic for moms who are looking to expand or become entrepreneurs who love helping other moms and people who are struggling. Because yes, when your kids don't sleep, when your toddlers and babies don't know how to sleep on their own, you can't manage. So if you just want to help your children with their children or you are a doula or you would like to do a new side hustle, definitely check out this certification program. Janie Havens is a Jewish mom living in Baltimore, Maryland, and she is helping so many moms become entrepreneurs and help moms sleep. Okay. So the link in the show notes will send you to some of the stuff she offers, which is a great resource to get started completely free. Now, the best part is because you listen to this show, you can get $200 off the course by using code Francisca200. And we will have yet another entertaining other episode because we got so many volunteers uh, later in the week. I hope you enjoy what we have going on for Purim. And of course, stay tuned for my music video. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Leslie Ginsburg-Klein. It's so great to have you back. Thank you for having me back. We were asked to bring some more uplifting and happy vibes to this podcast in honor of the month of Adar. And we have a Shaduchim comical series going on here. As much as I will be focusing on all the serious issues about the Shaduch crisis and the Shaduch system, today is the time for us to have a light and happy time. And you offered 
to have a lot of happy and smile moments that you can bring to something I don't like know. this. One second. I don't know if I said happy. I think that when you're in the chef world for a long time, you have two options. You can laugh or you can cry. And I chose to laugh. That's a beautiful way to introduce this. And this morning very much reminded me of dating because, you know, it is 8.30 in the morning. I am not typically dressed with hair and makeup at 8.30 in the morning. And had I realized there was a video component, I may have made this a little bit later. But it's really okay because I have another video interview at 11. So it's like, okay, now I'm just ready for both. And it <laughs> reminds me of a time I was on a date with this guy. And I was like, oh, you know, I really just need to be home by 5.30. And he's like, why? Do you have another date? And I'm like, no, that is so like disgusting and presumptuous. Like, why would you choose me of such a thing? Was it another date? Yeah, I had another date. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you have another date, you have another date at 5.30? No. How could you accuse me of that? It's not a job interview. Till, <laughs> not picking me up till 6.15. <laughs> you know, here's the bottom line. Okay. Once I was going through all of the time, and I'm very busy. I was always busy. You know, I'm going through all the time and energy of hair and makeup. I might as well get some mileage out of it. That's how I feel when I do my music video shoots. I'm like, let's get a photographer also. Because <laughs> once I'm all made up, let, let's get everything as much. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I once even had a photo shoot scheduled during a wedding that I was going to that I was all made up for like I'm brilliant not, I'm not losing out on this makeup in here yeah look look you got your makeup done you did your hair you know so much time I was I, I was really um not a big preparer for dating like if I was getting picked up at eight I was starting to get ready at like 7 51 and one time this guy comes like five minutes early I'm like dude you've like got like 50 percent of my getting ready time. I am not ready. Like I, I felt like, like don't ever come early for a date. The best is if it's called for eight, so come at like 8.05. You know, come like a little, you don't want to be later than like six or seven minutes late. But, and if you want to be like on time, okay, so be on time if you're that type. Um, but God, don't ever come early. Okay, hey, well, you're married now, right? So we don't need to update your resume. Do you know that I'm still in Soyuz Sinai? <laughs> yeah, because because like when I started dating my husband, I was like, it is not like every Shotland's business on Soyuz Sinai that I'm dating. So I just changed my status to, like, I didn't change it to dating. I changed it to like, I don't know, like on a break or inactive or, or something like that. And then... um then I just never, I like, I don't know what my password was. So I never um, changed updated it. I think by now they'd realized, but like for years, I still got so you find emails. And I want you to know those emails brought me joy because Why? I remember when I turned 30 and turning 30 single is, it's a, it's, it's a challenge. It, it's a little traumatic, a little traumatic. I, I want to tell you something that, that like, actually it's not even true. Actually turning 30 was totally fine. The apprehension of turning 30 was so intense. You know, it's like, you're not in your 20s anymore. So it's my 30th birthday. And it's like, you know, 1201. And I hear this little, like, the chip chick of, like, new email. And it's like, 
oh my goodness, who is the first person emailing me to wish me happy birthday? And I check my inbox and it's happy birthday from Soyuz Sinai. Like we are writing to tell you that wish you congratulations. You are another year older and you are still singles. That's not what helps me. So when I turned 40, it wasn't any better. Happy birthday from advanced radiology. You're due for a mammogram. Like all these like happy <laughs> acknowledgements. So in future years, when I got that email, I'd be like, so happy. I'm like, I'm married. I don't get to feel bad about these anymore. So the mammogram at 40 doesn't make you feel bad because you're married? No, no. The mammogram at 40 was like the equivalent. It's like, oh, oh my God, when am I old? I mean, you know, it was that same thing of like this email informed me you're excited to get the, the, the mammogram from, from, from the mammogram thing was even worse because it was a letter. It was a card in the mail. It's like, oh my goodness, somebody sent me a birthday card. Like not even, not like a happy birthday post on Facebook, you know, because no right. one even bothers calling or sending emails anymore or like not even, you know, happy birthday or even better, like the HBDs from someone who does not care about you enough to take the time to type out happy Earth A, you know, you just get like HBD on Facebook. It's like, I got a card. Who sent me a card? And I opened it up and it's like from advanced. Usually insurance, mortgage brokers and um, maybe the dentist. The The dentist dentist sends happy birthdays. There you go. But that's fine. None of those bother me because they're not actually, they're just acknowledging my birthday. Advanced radiology was straight up telling me, like, you know, you are old now. The clock has been uh, activated. Yes, you know, that's at least take further action. <laughs> okay. My thing, um, just my whole, now, now we're, we're past the marriage point, but so I got married at 32. I had my first kid at 33. And then, you know, Kim and I, I have four kids and the others were all what they call geriatric pregnancies. Oh my goodness. From like day one, it's like, this is a geriatric pregnancy. Uh, you are old. You need to be concerned about all these things because just want to let you know, you're old. You know, and, and, and one time when I was getting a sonogram, this doctor who was probably like, I don't know, 70 walks in and he's going on and on about the geriatric pregnancy. And I'm like, okay, dude, I get it. I'm old. And he's like, well, if it makes you feel better, like I'm old enough to be your father. I'm like, no, it doesn't because you're not pregnant, genius. (laughs) But does it make you feel better that many women in America do have geriatric pregnancies because they leave off having a family for later in life? Yes, it's fantastic. (laughs) People should have kids at all ages and should be free to have kids at all ages without, you know, being... um, consistently insulted by the medical establishment. <laughs> okay, so tell us some you know, of look, your... I think of like better words to call it, but yeah. No, I agree. And it's, it's those moments people experience on their own and now you're bringing it out and validating them. So if they were the only ones who thought they felt insulted, well, now you told them they're allowed to feel insulted. Right. And I mean, you know, cast no aspersions on Soyuz Sinai. It's a wonderful project. It's a wonderful website. It's just not who I wanted birthday greetings from. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're skewing or messing with the statistics that hopefully we'll be covering on this podcast at some point of the the rate of singles. You know, if you never updated your profile and then they have bad data. I do think that, (laughs) yeah, could be, could be. Um, I do appreciate one feature in that site. I didn't, I... 
it's like a blessing and a curse, but they automatically updated your age on the website, which from the person turning a year older kind of hurt, you know, but what was nice about it was it prevented men from lying about their age, which I don't know a single woman who's lied about their age in dating. I'm sure they exist, but I don't know them. But the number of men that I dated that lied about their ages is like off the charts. Wow. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm saying this guy and he's like, oh my goodness, I went to brother. I went to Yeshiva with your brother. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you totally lied about your age because my brother is a, like a decade older than me and you're not supposed to be that many years older. <laughs> well, congratulations, you just outed yourself. What is the dynamic with age range? Like what is appropriate and what is already gross? Look, you know, I, that's subjective. I'm not going to tell other people what, what, um, you know, age decisions to make for themselves. I did not like going out with men who were significantly older than me. I am, I don't know, when I say like a young at heart type person, I don't know. I just felt I was not on the same wavelength. I, I, I just, I did not like that. I liked dating um, men who are closer, you know, so for me, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was like five years, six years was like the oldest, the, how many years older I wanted to go. Not that I wouldn't like give it a chance, but, but, um, you know, when I get these, a call from a shadcha and it's like, oh, this guy is 12 years older than you. I'm like, I'm, I'm not interested. And it's like, well, you know, he had a lot of girls to choose from and he specifically wanted to go out with you and and you know I, I think it was something like this i was like i suggested all these other girls and, and she told me the names i knew who they were you know and they were all older than me and but like he chose to go out with you and i'm like my ovaries are flattered but no <laughs> actually can i retell that one i can do sure. that one let me retell that one <laughs> Um, but I want to get all your stories and that okay, I don't want to say, okay, I'm busy now moving on. I get, I get a, a call. I don't remember how I started it. I'm trying to like seamlessly do this for you in the edit. I get a call. It's like this guy, he's so interested with me. He's 12. I got a call about a guy who was 12 years older than me. And I was like, no, 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 him. And she was like, well, you know, you really should be like so flattered because I suggested so many girls for him that are in around his age. And he really just wanted to go out with you. And I was like, my ovaries are flattered, but no, <laughs> I was never into that. I think people need to date people around, around their age. Um, in the interest of full disclosure. So my husband is five years younger than me. That's awesome. Which, That's helping the crisis that, you know, at, at a certain <laughs> age, you know, when I, was 21, I wouldn't have gone out with a guy five years younger than me, you know, in part because that would have been illegal. But when I was 32, that, you know, wasn't any, you know, that isn't such a big deal. Um, the worst with the age, though, this, this, this was quite a story. So it was maybe around 25. And I get a call about a guy and she's like, they're not his exact age, but he's like 31, 33. And I was like, okay, she said, but he looks like really, really young. And I was like, okay, um, you know, let me look into him. And I called his reference and his reference was his Clarissa's wife. And we're talking really like nice women, you know, 
I'm asking her questions. I'm getting like good answers. And then she's like, mm, a question. And I'm like, sure. She's like, how old are you? And I'm like, 25. Why? How old is he? And she's like, look, I don't know how old he is because he won't tell me. But he's around my husband's age and my husband's 40. And I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. Thank you for this piece of information. Do a little more digging. The guy was like 43. Okay. So, so we're talking about someone who is now like 18 years older than me. And, and, and I call back the shot son and I'm like, he's not 31, 33. This guy's 43. <laughs> and she was like, and I was expecting her to respond with like, what? I can't believe it. I didn't know. And she was like, yeah. So, you know, you going out with him. And I was like, oh my God, she looks flat out lying to me. She knew exactly. And then it's like, when she was doing this whole thing, he looks really young. He looks really young. She, okay. I thought she was telling me he has one of his baby faces. No, she's telling me he's 40 something, but can pass for 30 something. Read between the lines. Um, and, and I said no to her and I was like, not expecting this like real resistance. Like she just kept like pushing and pushing. And finally I say to her, like, you have a daughter who's dating. She's 21 years old. Like, I mean, I knew her. Like, you have a daughter. Would you want your daughter to go out with someone 18 years older than her? And she says to me, well, you know, not at her age. I'm like, okay, sweetheart, we're so done here. We're so done. And, and I laughed about it. And, and, I, I laughed about that story for like years to come. I still laugh about this story. But I want to tell you, there's an addendum to the story that's not as funny. I was talking to this story about, to, I was telling this story to a friend of mine. And she said to me, she's like, I'm like envious of you because when you, when she said that to you, not at her age, you laughed. But if Ashad Khan would have said that to me, I would have thought, oh my goodness, you're right. And that's what's scary. When, not when people say stupid things, because people say stupid things all the time, but when singles are put in such a position by this community that they actually start believing that the stupid things are true. I was at a, a Yoni Yoon, like one of these like days of physics. And, and this speaker is going on like, the community. There's so many problems in the community. There's an epidemic of cancer. There's an epidemic of singles. He's going on and turning and look, my friend and I look at each other like, did he just compare us to cancer? Like bacteria that you can't clean up. Right. <laughs> like another like social ill. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. The community didn't create the cancer crisis and they did create the shit off crisis. There's no one to blame but ourselves for this. Um, my God, I, I was once um, at home. I was, I was at my parents' house, which, you know, I wasn't living at home at the time. I was older, but, but I was at my parents' house and I get a call. Someone calls and I happen to be the one picked up. And I was like, I'm calling to check out a shit up. Like, do you know so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, they go to our show. I've, I've known them, you know, known them for years. The, 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 
the girl in question was, you know, two years younger than me. The woman in question, young woman in question, was uh, about two years younger than me. You no, know, I can answer this. You know, I took the call. Yeah, I could. So, you know, they were talking, calling for someone specific. I think I had my family's name. So anyway, they start answering questions. I start, you know, asking questions. I'm answering questions. And then it's like, does, does her mother cover her hair? I'm like, yeah. Does her grandmother cover her hair? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I don't know. Her grandmother's not living anymore. Okay, but when she was alive, did she cover her hair? <laughs> um, okay, I don't know. Next question. Does she have any none from relatives? And I'm like, I mean, her siblings are all from. Okay, but does she have any cousins who aren't from? Did anybody not have cousins who aren't from? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand these questions. And, and they were going back like generations. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, I know the daughter. I really think you want to be talking to my mom because my mom's old, old time Chicago from Chicago. My mom's old Chicago. Like she will know the generations back. So I put them on hold and I was like, hey, mom, should us call pick up and I like grab a bag of popcorn and literally sit down in the kitchen like with a chair like eating popcorn just waiting for my mom to take this call and they start asking these questions and and the grandmother covers her hair and my mom says oh yes she did and my mom says to me afterwards like she didn't cover her hair but she did have cancer at the end of her life and then she covered her hair so I just answered yes <laughs> and then when she, they started getting like deep in the like but but are, are the cousin are all the cousins from does her maternal great aunt cover her hair and my mom was just like yeah i'm gonna just stop and tell you that i really think these questions are very odd and inappropriate this is a really really nice family very normal family like, i'm not sure if this is the shit up for you because i think your question's crazy and i see this in myself i mean the questions that were asked um one time someone just sent me up with this guy and on my reference list was a, a very prominent Redditson. So a couple of days, you know, while in the middle of this was, I think, Purim and I'm in Shalom Purim and the Redditson comes up to me and she's like, so I wanted to tell you, I got a, call, a shit off call for you. And I knew the shit off was in the works. I got a shit off call for you. And I thought it was just odd. I'm not really, you know, big on my cover. Do you think it was a little odd he called me by my first name? And I was like, he did what? <laughs> he called you by your first name. And she's like, yeah. And then I was trying to, like, tell him about you, but he didn't want to hear about you. He just wanted to ask his questions. And he thought it was a little odd. The, he only really had two questions. He wanted to know if you were fat and if your mother was fat. And, you know, I just, just wanted to, you know, make you aware of this. <laughs> so, so when I get you the person who was writing this shit off, calls me like, oh, you know, he's interested in going out. And I'm like, yeah, mm, no, I'm not interested. And he's, and it was like, the most shocking thing to him. Like, I don't understand. A guy said yes, and you're saying no? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm saying no. Well, you know, he's very hush up for the best. He's very hush up for the bad. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, my answer still no. And then he says, 
you know, you really should say yes to him. You know, he's, he gets rat like really prominent. She does Do you know that he just got rat to the daughter of prominent Rebbitson? And I'm like, never going to happen. Because she was in a size two, the Rebbitson or the daughter? No, that's not the issue. They're both in. Never going to happen because when that Rebbitson hears the name, it's a flat no. You know, I don't think she was, she wasn't impressed enough with him for him to date me. She's certainly not going to be impressed enough with him to date Oh, for daughter. that same Rebbitson. Oh, no, the same Rebbitson. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The daughter of the prominent <laughs> Rebbitson. Never going to happen. It's too much. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I went, I dated over 100 guys in me. I never counted and never kept the list. That, I, I just, I didn't care to. Um, sometimes that was a little problematic when I would say yes to a guy I hadn't really gone out with. Yeah. Happens. Shotgun was like weirdly angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> he said you went out already. I'm like, I, I don't know. And he and, didn't make an impression. No, and, and then she's like, he said like two years ago, like I oh like he's she starts giving me more and more and more and more details about him, and eventually I'm like, oh. Wait, is he like, he's from Denver? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do think I went out with him. <laughs> it happens. It I don't happens. remember everyone I've ever met in my life. I At one point, I thought, like, maybe I'd been dating, I don't know, maybe I've been dating about five years. And I was like, you know, I wondered how many guys I've gone out with. So I just sat down and just started, like, writing them down. And, 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 and you know, either a name or, you know, the guy that person sent me up with, the guy who took me to that restaurant. The, at a certain point, you know, I liked, I liked talking to my friends about my dates, but I didn't want to, like, use names because then you get into Lush and Hari issues. It's much easier. So I, I had code names for many guys to the point where I forget what the real name was. But, you know, there was the Closure Bandit, Secret Agent Man, Pseudo Boyfriend, you know, like, they have other things. So, so, I mean, I'm writing, I'm writing, making my list. And I realized that I had gone out with 48 guys. And all of a sudden, I had like mission and inspiration. I'm going to like marry guy 50. Like by 50, like I'm going to get married. And I was like convinced of it. I was convinced. And then like half an hour later, I'm like, oh, you know, I forgot so-and-so. And by the end of the night, I had gone out with 53 guys. So there went that. <laughs> the pressure was gone. <laughs> yeah, and I just was like remembering more guys that I had, like when I made my list, I came up to 48, but I'd like forgotten about this guy, forgotten about that guy. So I had actually already gone out with 53. So so much for my 50. Now it's the last time I counted. I couldn't even begin to recreate that list today. Especially if you count the people <laughs> you went out with twice. No, I don't think I ever went out with oh. someone twice. I just said yes twice. I never yeah. realized on a date, you know, I think we've done this before. Well, I mean, let me rephrase also two that. To tango. I, I went, <laughs> correct. That is correct. Right. This was a setup where, where like I said, sure, sounds like a great idea. And he said, we went out already. Um, I did go out with guys a second time, but that was deliberate. You know. Right. Okay. Then round then one doesn't work. Yeah. Let's try round two or round three. I know, so when okay. they got married in round four. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think part of the problem is that, like, 
you know, with the community creating, you know, the concept of dog years, like there's like single woman years, like you're actually 25, but in the from community's eyes, you're like 97, you know, and it's like a weird dichotomy because I'm working, you know, I'm I'm in graduate school. I mean, I'm in a PhD program. I'm working in the world. And in all those places, I am exactly where I should be in life, you know, and, and, you know, I'm in grad school. Nobody's married in my cohort. They're all, you know, my age or older. And then you just come back to the community and it's suddenly like there is, you are to be pitied. And that's not something that anyone feels. I didn't ever want to be pitied. You know, I'm just, I'm doing great. Everything's great. And, you know, I say to people all the time, um, you don't know how long you're going to be single for. Like, take advantage. Take advantage of the time. You know, do you know how many places I traveled to single? I mean, seriously, I traveled the world. I had amazing friends and I traveled the world. The best part about single Shabbatones were the women. I met my roommate on a single Shabbaton. I met two, like, two of my best friends on singles weekends. Do not underestimate the importance of going on singles weekends. I mean, not necessarily, you know, any guys, but, but, but the women at these events are phenomenal. Really phenomenal. Wouldn't it be great if women could just marry women? <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but I'm going to, but, you know, I was lucky that I felt like at every point in, you know, even more so as I got older, like I just had amazing, amazing friends, which is amazing friends and supportive friends. I lived in Washington Heights, it's a wonderful community there. I lived on the Upper West Side. It's a wonderful community there. Upper West Side gets so much black. Like, oh, people are so comfortable there. They're not going to want to get married. Bogus. Everyone, you know, people who want to get married, want to get married. But there's nothing wrong with living in a community that's supportive of you and that recognizes you for what you contribute to the community, aside from your, you know, and it doesn't define you by your singlehood, the way that a lot of communities outside of, you know, those known as like singles communities do. You know what? People want to move to singles communities because they're sick of feeling othered in their communities because they're not married. And I'm, I'm also, I'm just as a side point, and this is about singles, so I'm not going to get into the same feeling of otherness of people who don't have children. But there's a lot this community could do to better integrate people who don't have, who don't aren't married with children into the community and having them feel part of the community and like they're contributing and are, are recognized, you know, are viewed for themselves and for what they can do. Because... Right. They can do great things. Absolutely. You know, I, I, you realize you're an older single by like people's reaction to you when you get engaged. So when I finally got engaged and, you know, I was, you know, when someone gets engaged, right. And, and they're like 19, like, oh, honey's engaged. Oh, that's so nice. And then it's like, someone gets engaged at like 23. Honey gets engaged at 23. Oh, honey's engaged. That's so nice. So it, getting gay to 25 honey's engaged that's so nice like, like how many syllables the so is stretched you can tell how old you are when i got engaged i you know i come home and play my answering machine because you know this was back in the stone age when people had answering machines 
um, I played my Instagram sheet and I had a message from like a friend of mine from high school. So glad you have your gift. It's just so nice. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's nice when anyone gets engaged, but this is like, like really, really, really so, so nice. I mean, you mean my day, my week, no, my year. Like, Lord, how old am I? I just need her year at getting engaged. And I, I get like a call from one of my like, like my high school principal. She wanna wish you mazel time. I don't know if you remember me. Like, <laughs> Like people don't forget, you know, my teachers, I don't know if you remember me. I taught you so many years ago. I'm so happy for you. Like, you know, wow. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm happy to get the messages. It's sweet. But like, yeah, I remember all of you. Because like, the big impacts in my life. <laughs> Seminary rabbi. Oh my goodness. The best is this rabbi in Israel. I called and he's like, he's like, you know, was calling him like, you know, in the winter, like, Elman lets you know that, you know, I got engaged. Mazel tov, that's so wonderful for you. My brother for you, you know, by next Hanukkah, you should have a baby. It's like, dude, I'm getting married in June. What's up on a Might not be the best brother. Might want to be like, rethink that one a little bit. And then the That's second funny. you get married already, it's like, oh my God, like the ring is not even on the finger and people are already like staring at your stomach. Um, someone in the supermarket been married for like a couple of weeks and someone in the supermarket gives me bracha, you know, Mr. Shem, soon you should hear the pitter patter of little feet in your house. The next week we had mice. You the brachas are so powerful. You gotta be careful. <laughs> How do you make people more comfortable? Like, did anyone ever get anything right? Um, did people get anything right? Hmm. That is a good question. Oh, goodness. Am I really not going to think of anyone? I'm sure somebody got it right. I mean, you know, I've like married friends who, who were always like supportive of me. Um, you know, the ones who make an effort to like stay in contact with their single friends and not like drop off the planet the day that they get married. Um, it's a little hard sometimes when you live in different cities. You know, I learned something from like an interpersonal communication class. There's, I, I, you know, it's, I don't know. I can tell you what people did wrong. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> um, what people did wrong. I, I used to hate going to show like outside of like the singles community. You know, like when I would go back, when I go home, I would hate going to show just because, you know, everyone's questions. So how are you doing? And like, you know, and with like these like intense eyes, how are you doing? So anything new, like, dude, I'm not going to start like spilling my personal life to you in the middle of the kiddish. Like we barely know each other. And, and kind of like, yeah, anything new? Yeah. I just got a really prestigious fellowship. Uh-huh. But is there anything like new going on? Yeah. I just told you I got a prestigious fellowship, but you know what I mean? In this sense that like the fact that, you know, I'm successful in so many other areas of life are like meaningless because I'm, you know, married because I wasn't married. Um, I, so, so here's my, here's how I got through. And this is my advice for single people or anyone else who does not want to deal with impertinent questions. Um, generally people in a social setting will only ask you three questions and then that's, what's polite. And then they'll move on. So 
if you say to them, so what are you doing now? So at the time I was, I was teaching history at Toro College. So if someone asked me, so what are you doing now? And I would say, well, I'm teaching history at Toro College. So then that gave them two more questions to ask me things that maybe I didn't want to answer. What are you doing now? Oh, I'm teaching. Oh, what do you teach? History. Where do you teach it? Toro College. Oh, that's so nice. It's really great to see you. And they'd move on. And that was it. Less information the first time around to give right, them less, there. You give them less information so that you, by the time you, they've used up their three questions getting through that. So that would be, you know, my advice of like, you know, people want to share with you, they'll share with you, but don't try to, you know, pull things out. Um, I mean, look, the, the, what, what's the thing that you could do that's right? Set people up. Set people up, like, you know, try to see what you can do to get other people married. You know, ultimately, I was set up by friends, by married friends who thought of it. And, and it, was an odd, it was an odd idea. You know, there are many reasons why in paper, my husband and I are not the right people to set up. But just, like, think outside the box. And ultimately, you need people to think outside the box. Like, people don't need to marry each other. You know, they, I'm sorry, like, people need to marry themselves. So, right. suggest ideas. And, and ideas that aren't, like, really bad ideas. You know, ideally. Yeah. <laughs> I went, I mean, well, you know, out of the box and then bad could really be very Yeah, there's a, there's a fine line. Objective. There's a fine line. Um, <laughs> there's a fine line. And if you cross it, that's okay. But if, like, the person trying to sign up tries to point out to you that you cross it, please don't try to, like, single-splain them that it's not a bad idea. That's not what they want. And, you know, Respect that's, that. that's fine. I mean, but honestly, friends never had the worst ideas. Chef Khanum had the worst ideas. Because they didn't know you as much as your friends. Because they didn't know me because they didn't take the time to get to know me. Um, first of all, I remember meeting Chef Khan and it's like, what, do you, what are you looking for? I'm looking for someone. Okay, this is my, just, you know, very specific list. I'm looking for someone from into Torah, socially normal, okay? From Torah, socially normal. And someone's like, yeah, I don't know, that's gonna be difficult. Like, you're gonna have to like, you know, be flexible and open-minded. <laughs> Seriously? Which one of these do you want me to like, be okay with? Um, you know, and, and out of all of the Shakhanim I met, and, and I met so many, like, professional Shakhanim, I think maybe two of them actually set me up, and one of them was the absolute worst state of my life. Like, the absolute worst state was a ridiculous idea. What happened on that date? You know what? It was... And this socially normal piece was missing, and um, and he, there was no conversation it was like he would say something so I would say something in response and then he would say non sequitur like just something that complete like he would respond in the tone as if he was, was responding to what I just said but it was something like completely different irrelevant and unrelated and after like 45 minutes of that I was like Exhausting. yeah I need to go home now and I just got up and left have you made shidduchim? I have made a few. I have made like two and a half shidduchim. 
Um, is the half a divorce or no, 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 no. The half was, was I behind the strings facilitated two people going out. Like it wasn't like, I call and have an idea for you. It was, I knew he was interested. You know, I just. was three. (laughs) And they did get, they did give me shout out. So if you want to count that, but, but ultimately like, it's not like it was my idea or I just helped it happen. I have set up a bunch of others that didn't work. Didn't go. And it's always so sad. You have no idea how invested I am. Like when they're setting shit up going, it's like, I can't, like I'm checking my phone more often than when I was actually dating. Like, I'm checking my phone. Like, what's the response? Are they going out again? And then like, they, you know, they say no. And like, like, she's like, you know, they went out three times. Like, you know, he's a nice, really nice guy. He's just like, really not for me. Like good experience. Thank you. Whatever. And the same from him. Like, you know, good experience. She's, she's a great girl. You know, not for me. Whenever. Like make a bowl, go on the rear way fine. And I'm like, I'm so <laughs> I thought I was gonna go. Um, it's getting harder though. It's harder to make she doesn't be like it has gotten harder. Cause I I I don't know. Like, I feel like some of maybe it's just the people. Like there was someone like um I saw someone and they were the same age and he was like, I just need to have a birthday. And I'm like, why? And this was someone in his thirties. Because I won't go out with someone older than me. And I'm like, you're the same age. Right, but if she was born, I'm like, oh, oh, you're telling me that if her birthday is two days before yours, you won't go out with her? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, wow. Wow. That's special. You know, because I, I, like, I, I don't even know what to do with a statement like that. Do you find that the guys have more hard, what are their... Like, like particular, I mean, I've always found it was harder than to, girls. I've always found it was set harder to set up um, men than women. Uh, but you know, but uh, you know, but ultimately, it really just depends on the person because there are men that I've set up who are like lovely and open-minded and will just go and and won't like you know ask, who don't ask inappropriate questions. I don't think it's fair to like damn an entire sex over some like inflexible right, people sure. but they but yeah what's your biggest heartbreak story my biggest heartbreak Ugh. i you don't have to go there if you can't make it funny i'm not gonna make it funny. my biggest my biggest heartbreak story and there's probably two of these okay it's where i regret what i did those are my biggest heartbreaks. It's where I felt that I wasn't really true to myself. And I'm still angry with myself for the way I was in that relationship. I don't know if that makes sense to you. But that's like, like what keep, if I start thinking of this, like what sticks with me is I wish I could have like a certain moment back to say something different. And I don't know that, that, I don't believe in the end it would have ended differently. You know what I mean? Let, let me rephrase. I don't believe that it wouldn't have ended, but it would have ended with me feeling differently than how it felt when it ended. You know, maybe it wouldn't have taken me two years to get closure on it. And I'm still angry at myself again, because like, I feel like I wasn't true to myself. 
And did you feel like there was this dynamic of the more successful you became as a person, the less attractive you were as a date? Because no, you not, had not for more me. credentials. <laughs> not for me. I'll tell you something funny. <laughs> more so, intimidating. So I was, so I shared an apartment with a wonderful woman who is a doctor and was a doctor at the time. And she is, you know, super sweet, super sweet. Um, like you could, you could call her Adel. Somebody could call her Adel. Okay. And then you have me who is getting a PhD in Jewish history and education, but I was still, I would, let's put it this way. There was a guy who said no to her and yes to me because she was a doctor and I was a teacher and therefore like, and he wanted like a, a woman who was like a softer personality. And we were laughing our toughestest off because she is the sweet, soft personality. And I am like, you know, so much more like, you know, tough. I'm so much more of a tough person. And then, but I was the one who got the yes and she got the no. And it was like a ridiculous supposition. So I actually think um, two, I think two things about that. The answer to that is no. One was because even though I was getting a PhD, I was in the world of education. And that, in a sense, was better than being like, you know, a doctor or lawyer, literally, you know, okay, which I think women in those fields get, might have a little bit of a harder time, which, by the way, is so ridiculous, ridiculous and short-sighted. Oh, my goodness. A doctor, people have no problem. Oh, yeah, I'll date a nurse, but I won't date a doctor. Like, do you realize how much harder nurses' schedules are than doctors' schedules? Like, nurses... Like the 12 hour shifts, like night shift, it's so difficult. Doctors have a much harder schooling and residency. Like it's a harder beginning, but then later on in their career have a lot more flexibility to make their own hours. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's just stupid. And it's, it is, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid to define. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not casting aspersion on nurses here. I'm just saying like, it's just like a, like you would date a nurse. Why wouldn't you date a doctor? And because of that, the young women are going into those fields. If we would say, you know, doctors are the most attractive because they'll have the most flexibility later on, guess what? There'll be an uptick of doctors. Right, there'll be an uptick of doctors. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, you know, I once had a conversation with a student of mine who is today a brilliant influencer. Um, she's brilliant. She was, she's brilliant today. And she was brilliant when I told her at Turo 20 years ago. And she said to me, she was like, tell me she was thinking about being a lawyer, going to law school. And she was dealing with this question of like, will it hurt you? And then she was just like, you know what? Either I'm going to get married or I'm not going to get married. You know, that's in Hashem's hands. But if I'm not going to be married, at least let me be in a job that I love. Let me have something that I love doing. And I thought that was so brilliance let's see and not you know no one should ever sell themselves short you know go into what go into what you love go into what gives you passion and don't get married and make it work please god i mean that that ultimately is in hashem's hands um something you said reminded me of of really i wanted to tell you about being a teacher. Oh, yeah. The other piece was that I wasn't any, like, I mean, I, I don't, it's not that I'm a tough person. I'm, I have a lot of 
energy or strong. You know, I'm a strong person. I'm a strong personality. But I was a strong personality at 21 also. So, you know, that, that isn't something that like I got into a PhD program and all of a sudden I had like a strong personality. I always had a strong personality. So the guy who was going to find that intimidating was going to find that intimidating at 21 as much as, as he was going to find that intimidating at 31. You know what I find though? I find that even somehow, I don't know, especially in places where they get married really young, mm -hmm. they try to hide their personalities as much as possible. Like if you meet any woman a certain age from woman, she's going to have all the personality most of the time. Because um, people grow into who they are. Yeah, you know, I mean, I teach that age and I think a lot of my students have a great, have a lot of personality. I, I don't, I do, I do understand what you're saying. I think there's this Talking sense more about that like 18, 17 year olds. Yeah, that like there's certain, that there's married. a personality that is SNES and a personality that's not SNES and anything that isn't like this, like demure sugar and spice and everything nice is not SNES. That of course is a fallacy. Um, there's a fabulous book about SNES being written right now um, that will hopefully be out soon, but I, um, yes, yeah, see it, see it reclaimed that addresses that issue of like, there's no, you know, even I remember when I was, I, I spent a summer at Neve and I just remember, um, one of the Rabbanim at Neve standing up and being like, I don't understand when women become from and their personality changes. There, every, every, you know, every personality has a place in Frankite and in Avodah Hashem. There's no concept that like one personality is better than others. You're so good at this. I'm really enjoying oh. our conversation today. <laughs> Thank you. But I did bring down the energy a little bit. Look, <clears throat> at a certain point, like I said, I was always telling stories. Like if I could come back from a date and I could tell the story of like the funniest thing that happened on that date. And there's so many people, oh my God. Like, I mean, I saw you sign a date where the guy meets me and he's like, wow, you are like much prettier than your picture. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, thank you. And that's flattering, but it's just like, <laughs> I really thought that was a really good picture. That's like, like the best picture of me. Is that like not the best picture of me? And then like, like later at a different point, like I, I like checked out friends profiles and was like, this is not the best picture of you. I think you should have someone else look at the pic your picture choice. Cause like people get like attached to some picture that they think it's the greatest picture. I really thought it was the best picture of me ever taken. And then this guy's like, you're much prettier than that, than your picture. Like, mm -hmm. And you don't want to use a too good picture either. Cause then you don't want to be a disappointment on the date or too, like too good looking to go out with. Right. I don't know. I, I feel That's like, not like, I, either. like late. So, <laughs> so when I was dating, you didn't get pictures. You didn't get pictures. Um, sometimes you, if you Googled, um, you could find like, like, look, well, well, first of all, before I started dating before Google. Okay. So, so that was, you just went on what person told you and that was all you got later on. So you Google a person. Okay. And one time I remember like, you know, <laughs> my mom, God bless her. Someone need to be married, you know? And, and she wasn't, she wasn't like in on the scene. So like, you know, she called me like, oh, someone's on call me. She has a guy for you. So can I give him your number? Like, what? slow down there. No, you cannot give random, random people my number. Like, who is this guy? You know, whatever. And I get some information. Like one time, you know, with Google, like I Googled a guy. He didn't exist. The guy didn't exist. 
he's supposed to be learning in an XYZ yeshiva. I three people in that yeshiva, none of them have ever heard of him. You know, like, it's like, you just start doing like a little research. Like he's supposed to be like in this community. There's no record of him anywhere, you know? Um, so that, you know, it was fun. Cause you know, there's a part of me that always wanted to be like a detective or a spy. So it was kind of fun to like, see like, you know, what could you find out online? But, but the greatest thing was if you could, um, find a picture, there was no greater thing than like the jackpot than finding a picture of the gallery. You know, of course, this is totally shifted now. And I think shifted in the negative. I, I don't think the hyper obsession with pictures is helpful for anyone. And people, pictures are flat. People are three-dimensional. You don't get, you don't get a person through a picture. Um, so I, I really think it's, it's a massive loss. And, you know, the pictures being thrown around. And don't get me started about, a community where women's pictures are us or, but then a girl, but then a, but then literally women aren't asked for a full body shot, not a headshot, a full body shot. I cannot. Okay. That's just so backwards in, in so many ways. But again, I was before the days of pictures. One time I was set up with this guy and I ultimately, I find a picture of him on like a talent site that he's an actor. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> Is he like researching a part? It, you knew for a fact it was the same guy? It was, I knew for a fact it was the same guy. I did not end up going out with him. So he wasn't supposed to be an actor. It's like a weird, it was, it was, it was just odd. It was odd. But uh, there are many, many things that, that, that I was told that ended up being like, you know, not even remotely accurate. And one time this shotgun says to me, she's like, you know, was sending me up with this guy and going on about him and saying like, you know, by the way, I have a heter to lie when I read Shiduchem, but like, I'm really telling you the truth. <laughs> That's so reassuring. Right, I'm like, I'm so reassured right now. I really trust everything coming out of your mouth. Oh my goodness. It's like, why would it possibly ever be okay to lie? But yeah. The random guy. So, is the lying ever good? Does it ever work out? I don't think you can ever lying. I mean, it's funny. My a friend of mine said that her great aunt. Okay, so we're going back to the early 1900s. Um, met this guy, and she was older than him. And she thought if he was, if he knew, he wouldn't, he wouldn't um, go out with her. And so she and her sister switched ages. And they switched positions in the family. And he never knew. He never found out. Oh my God. They're married like 70 years. And her husband never found out his wife's true age that she was older than him. So I don't know. Maybe sometimes the lying works. The problem is in this day and age, you're going to find out. Well, you haven't heard of a story like that in a couple hundred years. Right. You haven't heard a story like that in a long time. Right. Exactly. Um, is the lying ever good? I don't think you can lie. And you don't have to tell everything on the first date. Like, I, I understand that. Like, sometimes you need context. Uh, I remember meeting a Shadhan who was actually in, like, I think she was herself was a therapist. And like, two minutes, like, she, you know, she's starting her questions. And then she's like, are you seeing a therapist? Or have you ever seen a therapist? Because, you know, I really need to know that. And I was like, thinking to myself, like, no, you don't really need to know that. You, d you do not need to know that. You, you just met me. And you're in the field. And do you not realize the stigma 
you're giving to therapy right now that if you tell a single person that like you're giving the message that if you decide to see a therapist or something, you're going to have to disclose this to every shotgun. Like there's no com like a shotgun conversation. It's not protected. There's no, so, no HIPAA. There's no HIPAA. There's no professional standards. There's no so ethics what is an ethics board. Lord, there should be an ethics board. There's no ethics board. We should start an ethics should board. Should start an ethics <laughs> board. And anyway, you know, many should find it. They're amazing people and they're devoting so much of their time. And then there are others who I kind of give the whole thing a bad name. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to get into that, like about like when to disclose a mental health issue. It has to be disclosed at a certain point. I don't think it needs to be disclosed before the first date. What do you think about the incentivizing guys to marry older girls and they get money? They can they engage? still do that? They did that in both. No, but what about paying Shatchanim to set more people up? Um, I'm all for the community helping with that. I don't I don't think that singles should be asked. When I hear about a Shatchan saying to a single that like they have to pay them a certain amount of money to meet with them and there's no guarantee they're ever gonna set them up. I, I think that's extortion. I mean, that's just crazy. Oh, but I heard of, of somebody hiring young married women, or maybe men also, to sort through resumes and just come up with ideas. Great. And they're Do paid it. hourly to just Do it. sit. I, I'm all for that. Do you know how much time and energy this takes? Setting people up takes? Good. Do it. Incentivize it. I, I have no problem with that. I have a problem with asking singles to pay money to something with no guarantee of return. Um, I have no problem if the community wants to do that, but I would hope that that if they don't prove successful, they'll find other people who might be more successful to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm all for that. Incentivize it. Incentivize mm-hmm. it. Why not? I just went on the subject of, like, I just remember um, when I I went to meet a shot. At a certain point in dating, when you call your friends, they don't have ideas of nice for you. Oh, I don't know anyone, but I know this amazing shot friend. It's like, when I tell them to meet another Shadchan. Now, I am tired of dating Shadchanim because you still have to like do your hair and put on makeup. But for what? Did I say I got set up by a cab driver in Israel? Oh, did that go well? You know what? It didn't go badly. It went actually oh, worse nice. for the guy than it did for me. And that is one of the <laughs> case situations I have a little bit of regret. Um, I, I, was, I was rebounding. I, I, had, I was coming off of a, particular, like a painful episode. Um, and I was in Israel and I get in a cab, this guy, and he starts asking me questions, pulls out like a book. Purely, this cab driver is famous. He has made Shidukim. People know about him. Like he has made Shidukim. I'm like, oh my, I realized like, oh my goodness, I'm in this cab. I, like, I, I knew about the guy. So, so he wants to be with some guy and I, and I was just like, if nothing else, this is going to be an epic story. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, cab driver. I will, I will absolutely go out with this guy you are suggesting, absolutely. Um, and I, and I went out with him. And he was a recent Belshuba, and this is where I feel kind of badly. Um, he, he was a recent Belshuba, and I went out with him once. And what I learned from that date was that I was not ready to be dating yet. Like I was not, I was not enough past the previous guy I dated that I was ready to be dating. And like, I could not give any guy a fair shake. I, I was not there. So I just, um, so, and he had like just started dating and he was like literally planning a children's bar mitzvahs on the first date. Like he's planning on children's bar mitzvahs and I'm trying to make it through without bursting into tears in front of him. It was so bad. 
And then he calls me like, I don't know, the next day or day after, you know, wanting to go out again. And I said, no. And I wish I could go back to that moment and just say to him. And he was like, why? Why don't you want to go out with me? And then he starts like spouting all these tropes. Like, is it because like you're FFE and I'm a new Balchuva and I'm the, it starts like spouting all these tropes of things that he's probably like hurting the dorm. And I was like, yeah, okay. Whatever reason you say that will get me off this phone call. Cause I just can't be on this phone call anymore. Um, and so I feel like he walked away from this, like a little bit jaded, like thinking like, I don't want to go out with him because like, I didn't think he was good enough for me as like a new Balchuva. And I wish I could just go back there and just say to him, um, so the cab driver wasn't there to support you through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cab driver set us up and then he's out, uh, which was fine with me. I, 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 I was a drop the shot person anyway. Um, so I, 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 you know, I wish I could go back there and say to him, you know what? You're an amazing guy. This is not about you at all. This is just about me and the place where I am right now. Um, so it's, like, it's not you, it's me. No, but really it wasn't him. It, it really was, you know, really was me. Um, but like, I don't think I was self-aware enough in that moment. In, I wasn't self-aware enough to be able to even articulate it. All I knew was that I was a mess, in, an emotional mess, and I just needed to not be in this situation anymore. Yeah. But wow. I guess we, we have to forgive the stupid things we did. Leslie, this is so amazing. Thank you so much for giving us your valuable time from your busy, busy schedule. I hope you make many more shidduchim. I would like to make one. I I just feel like I know so many random people, and they're also so international and so different. No one, like, let's say they speak the same language. That's like saying they both have a nose and they're good shidduchim. I I need to go to more events to meet people because I don't. I just think sometimes, you know, sometimes like you'll know two people and then they get married. And it's like, why did I ever think of that? Try to look them up. Try to what? So what? One of them's traveling to the place where the other one is. I'm a meet. Who cares? See what happens. I have to learn more. I'm very not confident in that area. I know. Because you have to deal with the element of offending people. Um, no. people get offended and I offended when... people I offended people yeah I did you're in the business of offending you know I studied Jewish history I want to tell you something there's like no point in our history that there wasn't some kind of shit that's good to hear validating yeah it's validating like people in the 1700s were lying about medical conditions because they were afraid it would ruin their kids chances of getting a shit off so that's not new, not new, or not disclosing, not new. Right. And sure. the dramas and the poor, you know, the dramas existed. I speak about this. It's a lot of shelf crisis throughout history. Thank you so much, Leslie. You are welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around until the end. I hope you enjoyed. Check in again later this week for another episode. Check out my new music video online. Check out the other podcasts on jewishcoffeehouse.com and the backlog of this podcast. Of course, if you're thinking of becoming a sleep consultant, check out the course. You can be supporting the show by buying that course. And of course, have a fantastic, happy Purim. 